Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. July has been the month to highlight human rights and anti-war efforts. Today, I am watching the situation in Niger and throughout the West African region. The role of Russia's, as some observers now believe, Russian dictator Vladimir Putin will be gone within a year. And we will meet two young people with Tampa Bay's Student for Democratic Society. This is Community Speaks. My name is Patro Mavili. Irene stands ready to take your calls. But tomorrow, tune in for the Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. A federal court recently blocked part of a new Florida law that would made it more difficult for community-based organizations to register people to vote. And on WNF's Tuesday Cafe, we'll hear from the deputy director of the ACLU's Voting Rights Project about political speech and civic engagement. That's coming up Tuesday, 10 in the morning on WMNF. But right now, the SDS was the largest and the most influential U.S. progressive student organization of the 1960s. And at its inception in 1960, there were just a few dozen members inspired by the civil rights movement and initially concerned with equality, economic justice, peace, and participatory democracy. With the escalation of the Vietnam War, the SDS grew rapidly as young people protested the destruction wrought by the U.S. government and the military. Polite protests turned into stronger and more determined resistance as rage and frustration increased all over the country. Students for a democratic society studied, admired, and sometimes even tried to emulate SNCs, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committees, uh, style of grassroots organizing. The two organizations operated contemporaneously, each with progressive stances on racial and class justice, but their bases varied vastly at the helm of the SDS were mostly white college students, while SNCC from the start was a black-led group that developed local leadership in southern communities. And as previously reported here in Tampa Bay, there were five students uh, that were arrested at the University of South Florida in the wake of a March protest. And during the action, members of the Tampa Bay Student for the Democratic Society and other groups were demanding a meeting with the University of South Florida President Rhea Law about expanding black student enrollment and diversity programs. And they were all charged with disrupting a school or a campus function and resisting an officer without violence, which are just misdemeanors, uh, but it doesn't make sense. Why would you uh, arrest somebody for uh, uh, if they were not resisting with violence? But it seems as if it's about discouraging protests. So today on Community Speaks, it is my pleasure to welcome two young people who are members of Tampa Bay's Student for Democratic Society. They are Joseph Cherry and Inya Silva. I want to thank you, too, for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And uh, so this protest was uh, one in which your group 
was standing in solidarity against the defunding of diversity, equity, and inclusion programs by the monster in the Florida governor's mansion who <laughs> is at war with progress, in my opinion, in this state and in this country. And uh, So what has been the effect generally on your fellow students? Uh, have you seen more support? And do you feel like you helped raise consciousness? Uh, yeah, well, we feel like we've... Help raise consciousness, definitely. I mean, obviously, people already knew what DeSantis' plans were for universities across Florida, and we even had multiple marches last semester, or not marches, but protests last semester with other uh, community groups in USF. And, you know, there were always many, many people showing up. And so we do feel like in the like awareness uh, section we have definitely raised a lot of awareness but people are already like very much waking up to the fact that their rights their student rights are being attacked by DeSantis yeah makes me sad that, you know here you you two are so young and I feel like we're refighting we're refighting old battles you know stuff that you know as we said Students for Democratic Society was started in 1960 and it looked like it's 1960 all over again Inya how do you feel about that yeah, I totally feel the same way. It makes me, uh, it reminds me of Roe v. Wade. Like so many people thought that it was like, took it for granted that it was just an enshrined right, but it was taken away so easily. And especially thinking about sort of the student activists of the 60s, there were actually student, like black led student organizations at USF that were calling for like increased black enrollment back then. And their demand was that black enrollment should be at least more than 10% of the student population. And right now it's actually 9%. So it's lower than it was like even 50 years ago. So yeah, we, it feels like we haven't made much progress sometimes. Rolling back progress, especially, but yeah, if, if, if it's lower than it was 50 years ago, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's not progress. We're going backwards. And that's, uh, it reminds me of what people were critics were saying about the, uh, Supreme court, this, was now just the political bodies acting like a legislature now, but they got rid of the uh, affirmative action program that just dealt with race conscious affirmative action, not legacy Mm -hmm. affirmative action, which, you know, some people have decided to sue for that. But here we are, even what critics were saying in the aftermath of the affirmative action decision that happened in California a few years ago, black enrollment failed. It fell, and it's as if now that they have the the right wing has the power. They're moving forward with their power. So, what's next in terms of student protests? What, in, especially in this context where these five, the what we call the Tampa Five, were arrested? What is next? Yeah. So for us, well. Um SDS is actually a national organization and, you know, as a result of all the things that have been happening nationwide um, this year, we actually have a national campaign to, you know, fight to defend diversity at schools and to increase black enrollment and also um, like Chicano and Latino enrollment, like in places where that's also low comparatively to the population. So like all our chapters in different cities and states are fighting for that. Um, and as far as us here in Tampa, you know, because we have the case of the Tampa Five where it really like brings um, sort of the fight to a really 
uh, sharp points. Um, we're still organizing, uh, obviously, to drop the charges against yeah. the Tampa Five. Yeah, I know you said earlier that they have misdemeanors, but they also have they all have um, at least one felony charge, which is battery on a law enforcement officer, oh, yeah. which is a minimum of five years, but three of them actually have two counts of that felony. So they could actually face 10 years in prison, oh, which man. is like a very, very serious thing. So um, their next court appearance is actually going to be August 9th and there's going to be a protest and we'll be out there at 8 a.m., which is very early, but 8 a.m. sharp. And at that court appearance, um, a trial date is supposed to be set, but we'll be out there with a bunch of different groups like showing support and calling for the charges to be dropped. Yeah, and all of those charges. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking the insurrection in D.C., I don't think any of those people ended up with 10-year sentences. You know, Mm -hmm. and they busted windows. They were in the nation's capital. (laughs) They shot, uh, swung on police officers, you know. But here, you know... We're talking about uh, an organization. We're talking about five college students, and without resisting, and uh, you said one was sat on. Well, I read yeah. one of the protesters were actually sat on by the police officer, which you know sounds like shades of George Floyd. So, I think the question becomes uh, whether or not. There's going to be in the fallout from that. It'd be, we are we talking about, you know, beyond just dropping the charges? Are we talking about the any anti-police protest? Yeah. So I mean, in SDS, even before the Tampa Five event here at USF, we already had like a campaign to demilitarize mm-hmm. the USFPD because they held on to. 1033, is it called? Yeah, the 1033 program. program, basically meaning they could get hand-me-downs from the military. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously it's not very, you know, we don't feel safe that a university police department would have weapons of war, would have Humvees and things like that uh, just from one day to the other. But now with what's happening with the Tampa Five, obviously we're, you know, focusing on defending diversity, equity, and inclusion, and in getting the charges dropped. And since, like, they, it's been such a clear uh, form of police brutality in the university, uh, we feel like rallying around it and rallying against yeah. it will obviously be, you know, you if before you were in any doubt that USFPD could be brutalizing students and could use their force, for anything extreme, now there's like proof, absolute right. proof. And that's why we're confident that, you know, the university students will rally for this and will obviously fight to protect and defend the Tampa Five and just diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right. It's clearly about, it seems to me, to, to be about discouraging protest. And that's not what this country says is about. You know, people have the right to protest. And, uh, here we have an attempt to discourage, but beyond the protests, what has been the effect in the classroom, in in a college classroom, when it comes to the lack of diversity and inclusion programs on campus? Um, yeah, so I can say uh, for myself, I'm a humanities major, and for a lot of people in SDS, I definitely noticed with like the recent legislation that DeSantis has passed, a lot of 
um, the courses have to be sort of reorganized or reoriented because a lot of professors are like actually really scared about, you know, mm. can I get in trouble for teaching about, you know, like the history of racism, but it's like, there are some courses where you can't like ignore that, you know, if you're like teaching about U.S. history, like you have to teach about those things or you ha if you're teaching women's and gender studies, it's like, how do you even like teach a course like that if that's like not allowed in the legislation? So right. I think the course is up to the next, like we've already seen some courses being like changed last semester, but this upcoming semester, um, it's going to be a lot different, I think. Wow. Because... Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. And yeah, I mean, with this issue of black enrollment and diversity, equity, and inclusion being attacked, even other student organizations have been saying there's a black exodus at USF and that black teachers and black, black faculty and students have been leaving USF. And, you know, these other student organizations have been saying that if they were you know, if a, if a prospective undergrad came up to them, they wouldn't tell them to look into USF, which is insane. And, of course, the outward effect of looking forward a few years from now, we're talking about people not really being able to compete in the workforce if they can't continue a college education, uh, if they're uh, forced to just not consider college anymore. You know, so their their plans are disrupted because of this politics in this country and in this state. Uh, now, we've seen the, the courts give the governor some losses on some of his agenda. Uh, and I know that there was a that was a, a lawsuit against the Stop Woke Act. Uh, what has been the. Uh, I mean, are we keeping count? It's hard for me to keep count, you know, if whether that his losses in the court are translating to his losses in the real world or, you know, in terms of its effect on the world, on, on our institutions. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It does seem like a lot of his like sort of MO is he'll like just pass something, but then it'll be kind of stopped in the courts. But like, um, you know, lawsuits and things like that are very costly. So yeah. it's like a very difficult way to fight back against what he's doing. And it's also very scary that he kind of acts like he can just do whatever he wants without being sort of held accountable to like his constituents or even the law. So um, I think it's a good thing that some of like his laws are like, like the Stop Woke Act or like stopped from being enforced because of things like that. But I think we need to find some way to like stop him from even doing these things in the first place, you know? Well, yeah, because if he doesn't get the domination, he's going to come back here with a vengeful heart. <laughs> There's no telling what he might do or try to do because, you know, we are the people. We're stronger than him. Uh, yeah. And that's why, you know, it, it's just it, it warms my heart that young people like you are there standing in solidarity with this because uh, I think that we have to wonder about the political effect of these ideas, the, this program, what's, are, is there causing, are we seeing schisms among students between left and right? Are the Republican students, for instance, rising up to oppose you or shout you down, bring uh, opposing voices? What's happening? I mean, like in protests and in rallies, there'll always be some hecklers sometimes and people <laughs> trying to disrupt. But we know that if, 
like if they're they don't move people and they don't they aren't able to move people the way we can or the way other uh, progressive student groups can because they clearly aren't aligned with what the people want and so uh, you know they don't have as many events or when they do have events they're very much like paid for by uh, organizations or super PACs or something like that and so really that's just not being aligned with the people and obviously if you're not aligned with the people then how can you move the people right yeah Yeah, I can say because I'm a little bit older than Joseph. So I remember <laughs> I went to school when um, Trump was president. And I remember back then, I feel like it was a lot more polarized when it came to like students and political affiliations. I think like the right wing students were a little more like empowered back then. Whereas like now, um, you know, some of the protests that we've had in the past year to like defend diversity, especially like defending like things like black history and black enrollment. I've seen some of like the biggest protests on campus that I've ever seen. So there's definitely like what Joseph said, like a lot of support um, mm -hmm. against DeSantis. So what about it inside the classroom? Because I know that, you know, there's an, the uh, effect of some of these laws are to promote ignorance. You know, just not teach the truth and promote ignorance and uh, using students uh, as as uh, political uh, human shields. Uh, so are there right wing students starting to attack uh, professors in the classroom on facts? Do you see that? Uh, I mean, I, on my personal opinion, uh, I'm seeing an American history class and it is very, you know, very it's very clear and it's very open about what it is. And obviously that comes at a danger that comes at a danger that somehow it could be attacked by a new law. Somehow it could be attacked by DeSantis. But uh, in my opinion, you know, these things haven't been enforced yet. And the people haven't, and, and you know, uh, maybe right-wing students or however you want to call them, haven't started attacking teachers on this yet. But the fact that that is a danger says a lot. About well, history shows that happens yeah. in culture wars. And you see the culture wars, speaking of which, as a distraction. Because, you know, we have, we have people who have been pushing for living wage, for instance. We have workers going on strike. We have a story this morning about a trucking company going out of business or filing for bankruptcy because... They don't want to pay a living wage, you know, based uh, by based by the Teamster Union. And, you know, so they rather file for bankruptcy than to do the right thing. And and I'm certain that economic issues are at, at also at the center of a lot of your activism. Yeah, absolutely. Like historically, when we've seen times of like economic crisis, like a recession, they often hit the university in particular ways. Like the biggest one is like rising tuition, which rising tuition is one of those many things that makes college like even more accessible to um, like students from like marginalized backgrounds or like who can't afford it. Um, and another thing that happens, um, you know, when the university is kind of looking at their bottom line is they'll start cutting certain classes or certain departments. And it's always um, certain departments like um, in the last recession at the University of Florida, they were cutting all they were cutting foreign languages, but they were cutting like Haitian Creole and like Korean um, mm. and things like that. 
Um, and they're also cutting like um, some of their ethnic studies departments. Like those are the most vulnerable departments when the university is like looking to make budget cuts. Whereas we will advocate and fight for like, no, don't cut those classes. Like those are like some of the most important classes because where else are people going to learn those things, you know? Right. Yeah. And back in the pandemic, USF was, um, you know, trying to make a lot of budget cuts, even though it was making a lot of money even back then. Mm -hmm. And they actually tried to cut um, the College of Education, which provides like uh, the majority of the teachers actually in like Hillsborough County and some of the surrounding counties. And they were trying to like get rid of the entire college without even like telling like the faculty and students, but there's a big movement to stop that from happening. Um, especially when the administrators make so much money. It's like, why don't right. you guys just take a pay cut um, to even things out a bit around here if we're actually like <laughs> strapped for cash, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking of, of, you know, if you hear, if you listen to uh, a fascist, every allegation they make seems like, sounds to me like a confession because this monster has been using the term indoctrination. We don't want indoctrination. But at the same time, he's pushing uh, a revision through the AP advanced courses that re really just deal with black people's history, uh, but also not in, not including the intersectionality, you know, queer black history. Uh, so I'm seeing the the danger being what is already played out at New College. And we talk about indoctrination. There's some indoctrination going on there, a, a complete conservative takeover. And on top of all that, as you just uh, alluded to, the new president almost making $100,000 a year. And this is a tiny college. Yeah, it's crazy. So that sounds like an indoctrination and a takeover all happening at the same time. I fear that's going to happen to a lot of colleges in this state. So that's why it is important that you guys are there standing up. Uh, I want to open up the telephone lines and uh, you can also send us emails. 813-239-9663 is a number to call. 813-239-9663. If you want to join uh, Community Speaks and get on the air, we're talking to Inya Silva, Joseph Charia from uh, Tampa Bay's Students for Democratic Society. And I think that has been uh, it's been eye opening and it's also been heartwarming to see young people taking a stand. Let's go and see what you have to say. One, three, two, three, nine, nine, six, six, three. I'm dying to hear from you and uh, to see what you feel is the future uh, going forward. And we'll talk to these young people about some other international issues as we go forward. So let's go to the telephone lines here on Community Speaks as uh, we let you ask Joseph Cherry and Inya Silva some questions. Go ahead, caller. You're on. This is Simon from Lakeland. Go ahead, Simon. You're on Community Speaks. Hi. Good, uh, good afternoon. Students for a Democratic Society. I just looked up your website. How many students go to the University of Southern Florida, USF? Uh, we don't have the data here right now. I could Google it pretty quickly. Uh, just roughly, what do you think? A couple thousand, 20,000? Yeah, it's a, like a few thousand. Okay. How many students go to the University of Tampa in there? Maybe 10,000? Uh, no, I'd, I'd say less. Okay. It's it's a private university, but it's it's less. 
Okay. You you have 2,000 followers. 2,000 followers. And I've been reading about the protests and the situation. Were these students, some were students, some were not students, some were on private property. Therefore, they were in the act of a criminal act. Were they given the opportunity to enter into what's called a diversion program? The, uh, what do you mean, the diversity, equity, and inclusion like programs? No, 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 it's called a diversion program. Yeah, I think he's talking about what judges give uh, defendants as a way of avoiding larger, uh, longer oh. sentences. Oh, yeah, actually. <clears throat> well, I'll say that the protest was actually on public property because it was on the university campus and everywhere on the campus is public property. Um, but no, they weren't um, given the opportunity to enter into a diversion program. Actually, the Tampa Five, originally they were just the Tampa Four, but the university gave them sort of like a plea deal, but the deal was that they would have to write apology letters to all of the police officers, which is kind of absurd because they don't have anything to apologize for. And really the police should be apologizing to them because they attacked them. But when they said no, the state actually doubled down on the charges. And that's when um, three of them were given extra felony charges. So, Well, that that that's the part that really riles me up is the idea that the police are demanding an apology. I don't remember the last time the police has apologized to anybody, <laughs> and they've been wrong a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. I don't even think Derek Chauvin, uh, who was on George Floyd's neck and killed him, apologized. In fact, he's looking for a new trial, as if to say, "Oh, we got too much media coverage. I I wasn't fair trial for me. I need another trial." So he wants to tear the country up even further, you know, while at the same time not recognizing that people, especially students at a university, had a right to protest. And they have a right to express their their dismay at getting rid of diversity programs. And, you know, students have a right to be prepared for the real world. And right now we have a right wing cabal, not only in Florida, but in the U.S. House of Representatives who are intent on going backwards. And I, for one, <laughs> from, you know, who's a child of the Black Panthers would not stand for, you know. <laughs> and you don't have to be a student to go and stand with students. You know, we are, you know, civil society often joined students. And these are actions from the 1960s when it was commonplace, especially in places like Berkeley, University that demanded diversity programs, that demanded uh, African-American studies, that demanded Latino studies. And uh, we are going backwards. We're just simply going backwards because we have a right wing cabal in this country that doesn't that never wanted progress, doesn't want progress. And it's not going to stand because, you know, we have young people like these two young people sitting in here today. And uh, they're going to stand up. Now, the people are writing 813-239-9663 is the number to call. This is Community Speaks. We're talking to Joseph Chari and Inya Silva. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. What got you politicized, Inya? <laughs> what got me politicized? Um, well, I've always been interested in, like, history and politics and mm. that sort of thing. Um 
And I guess I always saw the world in a particular way. Like both my parents are immigrants and I come from like a working class background. Um, but I was never really involved in organizing. And when I started going to USF, like I said, it was when Donald Trump was president and I got a flyer from SDS and they were actually protesting like against Trump's like Muslim travel bans and against all his attacks on immigrants. And since that sort of that thing affected my family in particular. I thought uh, this would be an interesting thing to join. So I joined SDS mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> the rest is history, I guess. Cool. Yeah. And Joseph? Yeah, I I mean, I, this is my, I just finished my first year here at USF. And when I got here, I immediately knew I wanted to do something, like be active some way. I mean, uh, I remembered obviously the news from the George Floyd case with the, thousands uh, marches with thousands of people in it and I just uh, like I knew that uh, police uh, profits or police budgets have increased since then so I knew that obviously fights like those only have to continue and I got like many flyers from different organizations at USF but I saw some of them were more focused on like debating were focused on like social activities uh, until you know one day I found SDS tabling and they gave me a flyer mm-hmm. and they explained what the situation was not just in general left wing or right wing but specifically yeah. at USF and they explained to me about black enrollment and about the fight in USF and yeah that's when I joined SDS. Well I'm so glad you guys did uh, <laughs> and there's a plenty more fight to come because you know these people are not giving up. They are being funded by those who want to take us backwards. Their campaigns have been funded, and that's what they're responding to. Uh, 813-239-9663. One writer has written and said that, basically what we've already alluded to, that the decades of crackpot right-wing claims that education is indoctrination are nothing other than projection. So that's exactly what's going on. Let's go back to the telephone lines. And you can also write us DJ at WMNF.org. I know you you want to talk to these young people and uh, also want to ask you about anti-war efforts that young people are engaging in today, given the situation on the globe. Let's go back to the telephone lines. Looks like this is our man Alvaro calling from Tampa. Go ahead, Alvaro. You say what? Hello, good morning. Uh, good afternoon. I uh, Thank you for taking my phone call. Uh, I am uh, really glad to uh, see that you have uh, these young people in uh, on the radio. Yeah. I, I want to commend them for uh, for uh, their for, for being awake uh, to what is happening and for the courageous positions on on, uh, on on the struggles of our time, uh, which, as you mentioned before, uh, really uh, started a long time ago, but uh, rekindled uh, like 50 years ago. And today, some of the arguments are pretty pretty close to the same as as, uh, as we did have them a long time ago. I, I wanted to say that that uh, don't be discouraged by people like Simon. You know, he's, he's, uh, he is right-wing, supporter of Trump and DeSantis, and his role is to do that, to, to kind of uh, uh, frustrate people who, who have, uh, you know, courageous positions as, as uh, you know, both, both uh, Ethnia and Joseph have. So thank you for the program. And yeah. thank you to uh, SDS and, and these young people for, for speaking out and for taking a stand. Thank you, Alvaro. Thank you, Alvaro. Thank you. Gracias. 
right. 813-239-9663. You're getting a lot of response here. Uh, we we see that uh, somebody has written for our information, uh, and I guess Simon's information there 49,591 students, I believe, at USF, U of T, University of Tampa, 8,310. And in New College, 660. Wow. <laughs> and Corcoran, who is the president of New College now, is making $99,000. Yeah, he's uh, like one of the highest paid university presidents, I think, in this, the country. Probably in the country. Yeah. And uh, we have another emailer who has written, um, I, this is very small print, so I think I'm going to need some thicker glasses. <laughs> but since there's no Democratic primary this election cycle, uh, this emailer has switched their registration to Republicans so they can vote in that primary. And their intention is to vote for someone other than 45 or Ronda Santis to run <laughs> in the general election. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's one strategy. You could do that. <laughs> yeah, it is one strategy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's go back to the telephone lines real quick and see. I'm looking at Laura from Tampa. Let's see what Laura has to say. Go ahead, Laura. Hi, You're on the community morning. speaks. <laughs> or afternoon. I don't afternoon. really know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just calling because I really appreciate the show today. I was one of the Tampa Five. It's, uh, um, it, it does hurt a little bit to see people uh, or hear people kind of discouraging, but um, I'm so thankful for uh, people like Enya and Joseph uh, for putting up the fight for me and the others because um, we truly <laughs> we were just plainly attacked and there's no advance buster around that. And, uh, yeah, I just called in to appreciate that. And uh, I guess I was wondering what are SDS's next steps in the upcoming semester. Yeah, in an upcoming semester, what's going what's going to be the next steps? Yeah, so for the upcoming semester, um for last semester, our main campaign was around fighting House Bill 999 and it's um in the Senate, it's called Senate Bill 266, which was the legislation that would kind of ban a lot of different kinds of classes and, you know, reduce um the ability for professors to get tenure, um but that bill passed. So we, uh, over the summer, we've developed a new campaign, um, which is called Defend Students, Not Cops, um, in response to the attacks that we faced um, on March 6th. And like what you've been saying, we definitely see it as a way to intimidate all student protesters across the country and uh, setting a very bad precedent. So our main demands in the upcoming semester is for all the police officers that were there on March 6th to be fired because, you know, if police officers, their role is to serve and protect, they weren't serving and protecting anybody that day. They were actually attacking us. Um, so I, we don't think that they're fit to do the job of, like, protecting students if these people are just going to attack students or stand by while other police officers are attacking students. Um, in particular, we want the police chief, Chris Daniel, because he was the one instigating attacks, and he also um, groped. Uh, one of the Tampa 5 Gio, the one who he was sitting on, who was lying on the ground. And he took a picture of himself sitting on her. Yes, yes, that's what the lawyer said from the videos. Oh. Um, so we want him especially to be fired because he's also a, a very, very bad, bad man. Um, and we also are looking for um, an apology from 
the president of USF, Rio Law, to Tampa Bay SDS and also to all the Tampa Five for not only what happened that day, but over the course of since then, she's like really doubled down and defended the police and their position, um, which we find very, very wrong um, for multiple reasons. One, because it's just false. It's a false narrative. But also she is the president of school. She's supposed to be protecting students and uplifting our voices and like actually listening to us. And she's just not doing that. So we think we definitely deserve an apology. Um, and lastly, we want USF to, you know, take real action to be defending um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and also women's and gender studies programs at USF, because that's uh, sort of the catalyst for everything is that they've um, been kind of silent in the face of all these attacks from DeSantis and very compliant in um, everything that he's been doing that is damaging our education. Um, so that's our plans for the upcoming semester. Any more, Laura? <laughs> no, thank you. All right, thank you for calling. 813-239-9663. And uh, definitely, it's, this is about uh, discouraging young people because and it's gotten far more fascistic than it used to be because I remember during Jib's administration here in Florida, you may not even know who I'm talking about. Don't, don't even worry about it. But he... <laughs> Uh, he faced protests. I walked, I went myself to Tallahassee to march against the education policies of that uh, monster. And at the same time, there were some lawmakers, state house lawmakers, who had gone and staged a sit-in at his office in the state house, <laughs> the governor's mansion. And I don't remember police showing up to beat them down or even showing up to beat us down in the streets, you know, because, you know, they weren't trying to do that and be seen on CNN doing that. Uh, but now they don't care. It's almost as if the cruelty is the point. That's what we're facing right now. Well, we, we've had another emailer that wrote something similar to what I was just saying, that as a USF grad back in 1996, he read with horror about the treatment of the Tampa Five, their actions were completely protected by the First Amendment. When he was at USF, he rarely saw uh, the campus cops. Uh, and he was at USF all hours of the day and night for five years, never heard of any cop problems. This uh, email was amazed that Mayor Castor uh, did not go to bat for the students. Uh, then they uh, he tried to recall her previous job as a cop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in a perfect world, it would be able to make a large donation to the SDS cause. Uh, you guys are doing a very noble thing. I agree with you. Uh, additionally, that clown uh, politician, this is what he wrote. Now. <laughs> that was nominated to head new college makes almost a million dollars. And USF has about 40,000 students. Uh, well, Far more than that now, we know. But some of the best minds in the world. It's a research university. Uh, so they, this emailer just wants to thank you for what you're doing. So there are people who are going to encourage yeah. you and stand in solidarity with you. Yeah, and uh, as the emailer mentioned, uh, campus police obviously wasn't as prevalent and as awful as it is now. Nowadays, you can see a cop in every street corner on campus. But if you look at the history of campus police, not just uh, across the nation, but even in Florida, they only rose out of the protests that people like SDS and people like uh, SNCC were having. You know, 
And so campus police popped up, started popping up because of protests. And even decades ago, uh, I, we've seen like Oracle, the USF newspaper articles from the 60s and from the 70s uh, about groups fighting campus police and telling them to, you know, stop uh, receiving weapons from the army and stop yeah. doing the same things we're fighting now. So right. it's, it's like... You know, they're rolling back everything. They're rolling back and making us have to repeat history. 813-239-9663. Let's see what Christina from St. Pete has to say. Go ahead, Christina. You're on Community Speaks. Hi. Um, Thank you for your show. I love it. Um, I just wanted to say you guys are absolute heroes. I remember I was attending college in Florida in the early 90s, and my friends and I had attended a few protests back then, and naturally the things that are going on today were, were not nothing like that back in the early 90s. So you guys are amazing. And as far as the protests on August 10th, I know you, I believe you said it starts at 8 a.m. I'm a single mom. So, and I live in St. Pete. By the time I got out to Tampa, it would be after 10 a.m. Do, do you know how long that protest is going to last? Um, yeah, it's actually going to be on August 9th. Um, but yeah, it'll start at 8 a.m. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly how long it'll be the last time we were there like because court is very it can you know it's um it's at the whim of the judges i guess but i mean last time it lasted until about noon so if you really wanted to come you um if you came at 10 you'd probably would probably still be out there so and we would really appreciate the support and i know the tampa five would as well so okay great um how else uh what are other things that the public the surrounding communities at large can do to support you Yes, yeah, so we actually have a petition that you can sign. It's at peoplespetitions.org slash Tampa 5 is where you can find it. And I think on that petition page, it also lists a couple of their links um, of things that you can do. Like you can call the state attorney, um, Susan Lopez, and uh, ask to drop um, if she can drop the charges. Um, you could also donate to us if you're able to. Um, and we also have an Instagram page um, called justice for the tampa five um where we post like uh all tampa five related uh updates or events that we're having um and there should be links there as well as to other things that you can do okay wonderful but i i can go like like you said at the best of that website um your main website and find all these things you just told me to do they're they're listed also on the website yes absolutely peoplespetitions.org slash tampa five okay wonderful thank you so much Thank you. Thank you, you, Christina. Let's take a a short break and then we come right back, get some more. uh, You can direct people to more information. Let's uh, take a a break and we'll be right back here on Community Speaks. WMNF now and into the future by donating gifts of stock, real estate, retirement assets, or a life insurance policy. It's easy to leave a legacy of love. Just call Ian at 813-238-8001 or go to WMNF.org slash planned giving to get started today. 
We're back here on Community Speaks. My name is Patrick Mobili, and we're talking with students for a democratic society, Joseph Chari, Inya Silva, giving us a rundown of what's been going on, the struggles they're facing, the discouragement of protests, and uh, the fact that we have to relitigate some of the issues of the past. And uh, one of the things that I'm thinking about, Inya and Joseph, is that 50 years of going backwards with Roe versus Wade being overturned. A lot of people are horrified at the direction of this country, the state. And so they really want to thank you and uh, for your student protest. Uh, but what about that? And uh, we look at, you know, the situation in Niger on the continent of Africa. The fact that there's a there's a war going on between Russia and Ukraine and invasion. How do students feel about that are we is this not being talked about in schools uh, at the university level anymore what's going on oh it's definitely being talked about and um sds we always say like at our heart we're an anti-war organization like we're named after the old sds obviously and the biggest campaign that they um had was against the vietnam war the u.s involvement in the vietnam war and that was uh, how they got out such big protests and the new SDS actually started uh, in the early 2000s with like the U.S. invasion of Iraq and the war on terror in the Middle East. So, um, you know, we've always been very anti-U.S. intervention, anti-U.S. meddling in other countries' affairs um, because we can, you know, we're students of history. We know it, it never, the U.S. says they're like bringing democracy or these sort of things, but that's never the case. And they always um, leave countries worse off um, than when they enter. Um, And that's also not to say that in this country, there's so much spending on the military um, when we have so many problems here at home that we need to address, you know, like the rising cost of living, especially here in Florida and especially on university campuses. There's a, a huge culture of like recruitment to the military, to the CIA, a lot of, um, funding, like USF is a big research university. A lot of the funding actually comes from the Department of Defense to develop, you know, weapons and intelligence and things like that for the military where, you know, we have very bright people. <laughs> I think their uh, skills and uh, intellect can be used to things that better humanity instead of like forwarding war and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, we're definitely an anti-war organization. Yeah, and, and they're belly aching over... Uh, forgiving student loans, <laughs> but no problem giving money to uh, dictators and war efforts uh, and not solving any problems because, you know, we we know that what's going on in Niger is about divide and conquer using a private uh, mercenary group. And in the process, uh, there's is going to increase hunger on the continent with the if the grain is not flowing freely. So I think that these are larger issues and uh, there's a lot of intersectionality about the issues uh, going yeah. on. But I think the economic issues was at the root of all of our problems. Uh, let's see what more people had to say by email. Uh, well, I don't know what's... I think I need some bifocals now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really can't read some of this print. Uh, but they do see that this uh, this is an important show. You're an important guest. 
They want you to announce again about the August night protests, and that's exactly what I need you to do right now before we go out of uh, run out of time. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so on August 9th, it will be the next court appearance for the Tampa Five, and this is an important run because it's where the trial date will be set. Because right now we've just been having pretrial hearings. Um, so uh, we will be out there along with a bunch of other organizations um, at 8 a.m. Oh, and it'll be at the um, courthouse in downtown Tampa, which is on um, 800 East Twig Street, um, August 9th, 8 a.m. I believe it's a Wednesday and uh, it'll be a few hours long. We'll have a press conference before the Tampa Five actually go into court. And then once they go in, we'll have a protest with um, solidarity speeches from a bunch of different organizations like community groups, as well as um, labor organizations. And of course, um, us as student organizations. So. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to add to that, uh, Joseph? No, uh, uh, yeah, explained it pretty concisely. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be there to August ninth. August ninth to defend the Tampa Five. There's gonna be other community groups, and for the fall semester, we will be starting, uh, as previously mentioned, the campaign to defend students, not cops. And yeah, I mean, before our problem was that Real Law was ignoring us. And now the problem is that she didn't ignore us, but she started giving this false narrative as if we were rioters, as if we're, you know, just right. hooligans instead of peaceful protesters. And since she uh, decided to acknowledge us, well, we decide to acknowledge her and to actually, you know, demand that she do what she needs to do as president of her student body, which is to defend diversity, equity and inclusion, and obviously to help fire all these brutalizing cops. Well, it's hard to know what kind of world they expect you guys to operate in if you're not considering diversity and equity and inclusion. And uh, clearly, they want to go backwards. Clearly, yes. this is all about going backwards. And But you can't go back. You can't go backwards. We, I won't go back, and I know you're not going to go backwards. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know why they keep trying, but I guess you got enough money, you just keep, you can just keep spinning your wheels but it's it's really gratifying because you know the, the idea has always been when you look back over the last couple of centuries, black protests in the streets. The response has always been the black codes. We're gonna make life more horrible for you just to exist, just to live. And uh, clearly, those tactics haven't changed. You know, so now we have five students who have been arrested just for standing in, in solidarity on these issues at, at the college president's office. I mean, did that even require the police? Now that I'm reading over the story again, that was, uh, looks like somebody tried to create a ruckus by uh, setting off the alarm. Is that what happened? It looks like somebody tried to set the alarm off and that's what precipitated calling the campus police in the first place. I think the um, like the narratives that have been around this have been weird. <laughs> but uh, I think who called the police was a person w watching the peaceful protests. And, you know, it's weird because we were peaceful. There were no classes at the time, I think. And, you know, it was very much a public building. And real law said that there was a meeting in the building and that these people were scared, but I don't know what they were scared of. <laughs> if we were just chanting about diversity, we were just kids with, you know... Uh, You're not carrying guns. You don't have any long guns. Yeah, we just had, like, um, 
you know, posters and things, <laughs> signs. And yeah, I mean, uh, obviously she said that apparently, yeah, these people were scared, but that's obviously, you know, uh, if, if not fake, extremely exaggerated. Yeah. And, and that's why we need to, you know, control the narrative and we need to hold her accountable because she just, I mean, she keeps lying. She keeps making up, uh, statements about us and obviously we have to fight that. Yeah. Definitely. So you got to fight against assassinate uh, character assassinations <laughs> because that's again to make you discourage you from protest. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> We're not. <Yeah>. Trust me. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Thank you, Inya Silva and Joseph Chari, for coming in and, and uh, making my day, making all of our days. Oh, thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah. So this has been Community Speaks, and hopefully we'll we'll talk to you two again. Uh, you're welcome to come back anytime. Students for a Democratic Society. This has been Community This has been Community Speaks. And uh, thank you for your telephone calls. Thank you, Irene, for your help. And uh, we'll be back, of course, next Monday with a more, another edition of Community Speaks. So keep it tuned right here. Stay tuned. Uh, uh, Blanny Whalen is coming next with It's the Music. So keep it tuned right here to your community radio station, WMNF 88.5 FM. It's promised to no one When you think it's peace and safety Lord, it could be Could be sudden destruction Cause we know Bye.